Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. Imagine, in a few minutes, you'll be asked by your manager to present your ideas in regard to the annual budget reform. You told yourself everything is going to be fine. You have practiced this speech many, many times prior to the meeting. You know all the numbers, and you have prepared for all the possible questions. However, when you have been called on, your mind went blank, and you lost your thoughts. You have felt extreme thirst in your throat as you slowly move toward the center of the stage. Welcome to episode ten, Showtime: Overcome the Fear of Public Speaking. Before we start our episode, I want to let all the listeners know that we have recently launched our Facebook fan page, which you can find at facebook.com/podcastlifeplusup. In our fan page, you will be able to find articles that I have published in addition to our podcast, our upcoming events, and also platform for you to submit your questions. Now, with that being said, let's start the episode with some positive news. Today, I want to share a viral story that has been circulating all through the entire social media and internet. I found this story on the Good Stuff by CNN. The story is. The grandmother who texted the wrong team for Thanksgiving share her fourth holiday with him, by Scooty Andrew. Wanda Dench and Jamal Hinton are a pair of unlikely friends. All it took to bring them together was coupled of texts to the wrong number. Wanda meant to text her grandson to invite him to her 2016 Thanksgiving dinner. But she reached out to Hinton instead. She doubled down on the invitation, and he showed up to her house for a plate of full of turkey. This year, the pals reunite for their fourth Thanksgiving feast together. This time, Wanda didn't have to host, with their partners, local news crews, and the house teeming with a family member. The pair. We may miss about how much things have changed since their first Thanksgiving together, and how their friendship have grown. 
I'm just ecstatic that I have a new friend, Wanda told CNN affiliate, unseen to document the friendly feast, and of course, not new anymore. How it started, Wanda Dinch, a grandmother of six based in Mesa, Arizona, texted the 17-year-old Jamal Hinton while he was in class at his Phoenix high school. He was so confused that someone claiming to be his grandmother had texted him. She sent a smiling selfie of herself at work. She wasn't his grandmother, and he asked if he can still have a plate. Wanda said, "Of course you can." She replied, "That's what grandmas do, feed everyone." So he showed up at her home to share the meal. It was a splashy occasion. A local TV crew showed up to document the meeting. The two were fast friends. He was just as nice as he can be. Wanda told CNN in 2016, "We got to eat food, and he told me about his plans for the future, and I'm just so excited for him." Jamal sang her praises too. She's a great cook, and she's a great person just to hang out with. He told Time ahead of their 2019 holiday, "Their friendship isn't limited to Thanksgiving table." Wanda and her husband visited a pumpkin patch with Jamal and his girlfriend in October, and Jamal says he became. Wanda's personal tech support, helping her to set up her new phones. The two have remained close since sharing their first turkey dinner. Even as their lives have changed, Wanda is a great grandmother now, and Jamal moved into his first apartment with his girlfriend Makila. Wanda arrived at this year's feast, hosted by Jamal and Makila's family members, with a scrapbook in tow. In a video Jamal shared on YouTube, he poured over pages full of photos of the two with handwritten notes that mark each moment. They found the time to eat somewhere between the new coverage and bombardment of family members, and Wanda, Jamal, and their partners ended the meal with a group hug, and of course, an annual selfie. Their Thanksgiving gets bigger and bigger every year, and deeper grows their bond. Wanda said. I just feel like my life has been enriched since he comes into it. This is a fantastic story, and really, thank you, Wanda and Jamal, for inspiring us with your friendship. And here at Life Plus Up, I hope all the listener had a great Thanksgiving with their families. Now, before we start our episode, I would like to go ahead and take a short break and hear what our sponsor has to say. Welcome back. Now, a recent study has shown people fear public speaking far more than death. Can you imagine that? Being able to speak your minds and ideas in front of a group of strangers really takes a huge amount of courage and confidence. What happens if someone asks me a question that I can't answer? What happens if I say the wrong words or provide the wrong information? These type of what if generally restrict our thought process and add unnecessary stress to our brain. As a fight or flight is a basic human instinct responses, many people actually choose to fly away from the opportunity for public speaking than trying to fight it and overcome it. But like any skills, if you don't use it, you will result in a decrease in confidence and ability, which will just lead to more flight down the road. As an endless cycle, but fortunately, like I said, like any skill, public speaking can be trained and improved. For over 15 years, 
I have been a coach who dedicates to help others in achieving success in personal, financial, and career. To achieve such goals, you really need to be able to speak well publicly from presenting with confidence so you can get an advancement in career with a higher pay to articulate your thoughts successfully to a group of strangers and build personal relationship or to network professionally in a networking event. In order to help more people, I partner with Toastmasters International, a group that dedicates in training public speaking skills and leadership. I chartered the core Toastmaster Club in New York City in the spring of 2017. And currently, I oversee all the clubs in the area of Lower Manhattan as an Area 71 director for Toastmaster. After years of coaching and learning, I found that there are four simple to-dos that will help anyone out there to start improving in giving a speech in the public. Now, the four simple to-dos are 1. Outlining 2. Write out your speech 3. Rehearsal and practice. And four, practice in front of group of audience. With the simple four to-dos, anyone can start seeing improvements in giving a speech in the public. So let's get to it. Outlining the first to-dos. Let me ask all of you a question. Do you remember what it feels like when you were asked to provide a feedback in public? While you were answering, I bet there are many thoughts that went through your mind. You will start to grasp to whatever thoughts that come to the mind and present an answer that normally contains so many different messages and often very unclear. Now, I want to go ahead and ask you to think even deeper. Have you ever noticed that in a meeting, some of your peers actually take notes and bullet point down important points they would like to talk about? Are they always the same people who are prepared to be called on or even raise their hand voluntarily when people are asking for questions? This is the difference between thinking about what to say and knowing what to say. The first to-dos for becoming better in speaking in public is outlining your thoughts. You have to be able to capture all the thoughts that are traveling so fast in your mind by outlining them and bullet them. Once you have your ideas written down and you can start filter out the unnecessary thoughts, you will start to feel a lot more confident when thinking about giving your speech or your answer. Outlining your thoughts is very important. You can do it with napkins, notepapers, or anything that will help you to really jot down the ideas that's traveling. Once you have done that, it is time to go ahead and make sure you can put your thoughts into real messages. The next what to do is written out your speech. Do you remember being called on to read a passage from the textbook in front of the whole class? I'm sure there's a lot of attention and gaze at that moment, but you seem to be able to manage it with minimum fear. Why is that? Now, imagine that your teacher is asking someone to answer a question which that you may or you may not know the answer to. Isn't that type of fear much larger than reading off a passage that's already written down? It's human nature. Reading without thinking or having additional thoughts, it's much easier than trying to come up with an answer while your mind is spinning around, right? Now, let me ask you, 
if you are able to read through somebody else's speech and text, how comfortable will you be able to read your own? The second to do is writing out your speech. This is an important step to transform your ideas into actual messages. Think of your outline as a sketch of a painting. As you continue to write, you are adding colors and texture to the artwork until you eventually become a masterpiece. All your outline ideas should be categorized into introduction, body, and the conclusion. Yes, just like writing an essay, speech also needs to be structured as well too. Your introduction should always start with a greeting, followed by a hook to grab audience attention. Just like how I normally start my podcast, I will read you a scenario to put you into a story mode, so I will be able to go ahead and deliver my message easier. Once you got the attention, you will establish your credibility with the introduction of yourself and prepare for transition to your main body of the speech. This introduction part will allow your audience to know why they are listening to you in the first place. For example, if you are trying to give a speech in the annual budget reform, you will start off with a greeting, and then you will go ahead and start with a hook like, "Isn't that be nice if the company can go ahead and save fifteen percent of our annual expenses while we increase five percent of productions?" Such hook can grab any stockholder's attention immediately. Now, what do you have to say to make them listen? You will say something like this: "As a financial executive working in this company for 15 years and specializing in budget reform, I came up with few plans that will make this into a realistic scenario." See, now if you are a stockholder, would you like to listen more now? That's the power of introductions. So remember, your introduction should always have a greeting, followed by a hook, and then you want to go ahead and establish your credibility, and then you transition into the main body of your speech. The main body of your speech should contain all the informations and the bullet points that you jotted down earlier. But you have to make sure that you start with an idea that's easy to understand, and slowly transition and pile on more and more complex ideas. Now, depending on the length of your speech, sometimes the audience may have a hard time remember all the key points in the setup that you have spoken about at beginning of your entire presentation. Therefore, your conclusion is very important, and make sure that during your conclusion, you'll be able to reinstate all the key points so they can remember. Now, after you reinstate all the key points. You also want to go ahead and make sure that you want to make the speech more memorable by concluding with an impactful statement, such as a call to action or stern warning. Now, for example, after you give the main body of the speech, you go to conclusion like this: In order for our company to go ahead and save 15% expenses and grow 5% productions, we have to do this, 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 and this, and this. To do so, it will help us to grow and compete in the markets that is become more and more fierce. Now, think: What will the consequences be if we don't do all those key points? What will happen to our company if we let other go ahead? So, with such a strong, impactful, stern warning, a lot of times it can make your speech a lot more memorable, right? Now, if you have finished your speech. You want to go ahead and make sure that you can practice, because practice makes perfection. The third to do is to rehearse and practice. 
Just like the writing, every time you review your work, you will always find ways to improve and therefore increase your confidence in the product, right? The same philosophy applied to give a public speaking as well. A study shows rehearsal and practice have a very, very big positive impact on actual performance. I actually put the link of the study in our show notes, so you can go ahead and take a look at it afterward. Normally, there are two types of rehearsal for public speaking, mental and physical. Mental rehearsal is reading your own speech over and over again in your mind to seek for improvement. This type of rehearsal will allow you to find mistakes and areas of opportunity in the contents and transitions. However, keep in mind, when you are reading your speech, you will sometimes find yourself using words that's hard for your audience to understand or challenging in transitions. Just doesn't flow well together, right? So mental rehearsal is important, but you also want to make sure that you don't simply just read it in your mind. Now let's go ahead and talk about physical rehearsal. Physical rehearsal is a very important follow-up to your mental practice. Unlike reading your speech in your mind over and over again, physical rehearsal requires you to read out loud. Some of the most popular physical rehearsals are speaking in front of the mirror or record yourself using a camera or cell phone while you're giving a speech. Both ways will allow you to see if the vocabulary chosen are appropriate and easy to follow. As an old saying, you are your biggest critic. So if you are satisfied with yourself, I bet your audience will be as well too. Now, if you have a chance to rehearse in front of your mirror or in front of a camera over and over again, and you feel kind of good about it, it's time to really put that practice in real life scenario. The fourth to do's is practice in front of the live audience. This is the most important to do's because you just have to do it in front of the live audience. Public speaking is a skill that can only be improved if you keep using it. If you're going to give a speech in front of your bosses, I strongly recommend you practice with live audience before that. The last thing you want to do is use your bosses to practice, right? Your friends and families are often a great place to start. They will not judge you. They are your emotional support. You can always count on them for encouragement and really honest advices. Once your confidence and comfortability level increases, then I can recommend you to challenge yourself by giving your speech in front of a group of strangers or peers. There are many professional groups, clubs, and organizations that provide platforms for people to practice giving speeches and learn from each other. Toastmaster International is one of the most iconic organizations that have chapters all over the entire world. I bet you'll be surprised that at this time, you might already be surrounded by different Toastmaster chapters. Many businesses actually have their own chapters because they want to provide a training or platform to their own employees like Kong Edison, New York University, or HSBC, Capital One, or much more. To find out what are some Toastmasters chapters around you, I strongly suggest you to use the link attached to the show note, toastmasters.org, or simply by putting up your zip code and Toastmasters in the Google search bar. Once that you have found a Toastmasters near you, I want you to see if you can go ahead and send them an email to contact them to ask for an opportunity to join as guests. Most of the chapter offer guest passes and open houses for anyone who's interested in experiencing what a Toastmaster meeting feels like.
And if you are actually in the area of lower Manhattan, New York, like Union Square or below, I can actually invite you to join my chapter, the Core Toastmasters. Now, like we talked about before, public speaking is an essential skill that will help anyone to achieve success in personal, financial, and career. Just think about it. From presenting for career advancement to networking with comfortabilities. Being able to speak in public with confidence is very essential. As a life coach who really hosts numerous seminars, workshops, and panel interviews for over 15 years, I strongly believe that public speaking is a skill that can be learned and mastered. By knowing the simple four to-dos of giving a speech, even you can be an effective speaker. Now, think about this. This is your showtime. Are you ready to turn your fear into your biggest weapon? Now, like I promised at the beginning, I would like to take this opportunity to use the following segments to answer some of the mailbag questions in regards to any of the previous episode. The first question is from one of the listeners in New York in regard to the episode, Hold Up, I Am For Sale? The question is, Hey Kevin, thank you for the information. Recently, I have been told that my information has been sold on dark web. What should I do to fix it? Oh, well, it is not uncommon that your information is currently circulating in the dark web. In just 2019, more than 2 billion customer information has been compromised. So it's safe to say that in our country of 300 million residents, all of us has been sold to dark web. The first thing to do is to make sure that you to use CreditWise supplied by Capital One or Credit Karma to see what type of information has been compromised and then change the passwords with that. The last thing you want to do is that the hackers got a hold of your email address and start using your name to start scamming people that you care about. Now, the second question I have here is, Kevin, currently I'm looking for a job. It has been a while. I have gone to many interviews. I have learned what you told about not to do in the interview, but I still have a hard time getting a response back from the interviewer. What should I do? Finding a job is not easy. I can tell you that career transition and job search is one of the biggest life-changing moments. If you're currently waiting for recruiters to get back to you after a lot of interviews, I will strongly suggest you to use this time to revisit your job search project. If you have not built one, please visit my episode number six, Project Surviving Layoff. Because the important part is that you have to think about job search as a project and you have to go ahead and manage every piece of it by knowing when your deadline is, what kind of a marketing are you currently doing, what type of a strategy do you have. If you have not done any of that, you really have to go ahead and listen to that episode one more time. If you have currently complete your entire job search project and strategy and you just cannot land an offer, then it only means a couple things. Your resume and your skill sets are not matching up to the criteria what they're looking for for. Therefore, you should go ahead and take a look and see did you choose the right industry? Did you highlight your achievement? Are you able to talk about what you have done versus what you will do during the interview? Now, the second part is to make sure that your skills are not your responsibility. Don't get them confused. 
a lot of times you might be able to do much more in another industry that's a lot less competitive. Just because you are a banker before doesn't mean you have to be a banker for other banks, right? Think about the skills that you learn about financial planning, managing your teams. Maybe you can be a great sales coach in gym or telephone companies. So those are things that you want to go ahead and think about. Don't let your past positions limit and restrict you. Now let's take the time to answer one last question. Hi, Kevin. Thank you for your podcast. I started listening to your episode at the intermittent fasting one with Chef Imperium. I have been practicing intermittent fasting, but he doesn't seem to be as effective as I thought that you will be. What are some things that I'm missing? Oh, well, thank you very much for asking. Intermittent fasting is not a diet plan. It's actually a lifestyle. So one thing I want you to think about is, are you really regularly watching your schedules? Are you following the 14 and 10 hours or are you using the 16 and 8? And did you eat within the time period or you change regularly? These are important things to think about. Another thing to keep in mind is during the breaking the fast period, it's always advisory to eat healthy fruits and proteins just to go ahead and get the breaking the fast started. If you jump into really high carb food or fast food, sometimes it takes a toll on your body that it does not give you the effectiveness you're looking for for the next few hours while you're in your eating window. But I think the best way to, for you is to go ahead and really revisit back the conversation I have with Chef Imperio and see what are you currently doing that you can go ahead and enhance to make sure you can see the results that you're looking for. for. Now, for all the listeners, if you have any questions in regards to any of the previous episodes or the current episode we touched talk about in regard to public speaking, you can always DM me on social media or send me an email or utilizing the new Facebook fan page. Now, with that being said, I look forward to talk to all of you guys once again on next Wednesday. As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description, you'll be able to find the overview of our contents the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself, please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, Please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember, success without fun never lasts. And fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together.